Hi all, welcome back to Everyone's Therapist with Amber Leilani. We are so happy to have you. And today we were gonna talk about toxic romantic relationships. As always, there's gonna be a lot of open, a lot of honesty, and probably some laughs. So come and join us. Hi guys, and welcome back. Like Amber said, so excited to have you guys here. Um, so this episode actually came about like always very genuine. Amber and I never plan what our topics are going to be. It just kind of comes up when we see each other every Thursday. And like, like, like it happened today, I asked her if she saw a movie that's currently on Netflix called after to which she responded, I have not seen it. Tell me more. And I said, it is every toxic relationship that we all know. Been through. Experience. So we decided, well, why not talk about toxic relationships? Yeah. So we basically pop open a bottle of wine and start talking about, we should just press record by now. Yep. And so we're here and we're going to press record and we're going to talk about toxic relationships and open that can of worms. I love it. So what is the biggest thing for you, um, the biggest thing that sticks out in a toxic relationship that you've experienced? And romantically, obviously. Yeah. Or maybe, and what did you relate to most in the show and this movie that you watched? Um, great question. Because what I noticed, and I mean, for all those who haven't watched after, if you have Netflix go and watch after right now, go press play and then press pause on this podcast and come back. (laughs) Um, but one thing that I noticed in watching this movie was the passion that was between the two main characters. That's something that I related to because I know that I have one very toxic relationship that was very on and off, kind of, you know, all my insecurities stemmed or oh. came from this relationship. Isn't that but funny the, how that works? Right? But the one thing that this relationship did not lack was passion. So as soon as Leilani said this to me, she's like, oh, it's about, you know, this passion and that how passion is such a huge um like a big sore thumb sticking out in these toxic relationships. And I have never realized that. And I over here in my little world thought passion is like this, this chemistry that you don't always come across. And I never related it and contributed it to the unhealthy toxic relationship. And like, that's what played a part in, in this cycle, this ugly cycle. Yeah. And so, and not to say that you can't have passion in a honest, real, genuine relationship, but knowing what I gravitated most towards in this toxic relationship that I had Mm -hmm. was crazy passion. I totally see where you're coming from, and I think I can relate to it. And it's what I said to you is, um, I think a lot of times we mistake the passion for love. And I so have done that, and I so wish that I would have realized that in in the moment. But obviously, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. However, my feelings about the passion and the love 
in that toxic relationship for me, I have completely different feelings about now. Please explain. So even (laughs) after we broke up, and it's been almost two years now, which is crazy to even think it's been that long, um, I still have had this feeling for a long time of if he ever called me, I would be there. And he has many, many, many times <laughs> called me and needed me, called me, pick him up when he's drunk or something like that. Like they always do. Is, yeah, but is, I always thought it was like, because I understand you the most because we always have this like love between us. And I really do feel like I, he was like the love of my life. And I feel like we had just had this emotional connection that was so deep now, looking back, I think it was part of the passion and, and toxicity that it all was. So I always had this idea that I would be his saving grace if he ever needed it. And that I would always have this like mutual love and respect for him, even I knowing that we would never get back together, even knowing it would never work out between us. And I still do feel like I want him to be happy and I want him to be healthy. However... I don't know if it's timing or meeting somebody new or anything like that, but now I look at it and think I do wish him health and I do wish him happiness. However, like I would not do, I wouldn't have the same feeling as I would do anything in this world for you. I feel now like I don't wish, wish you any ill, but I wouldn't do anything to ruin what I have. That's so good and sweet in my life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, like, the passion has, like, I feel like killed it for me. And I'm like, emotional connection, yes, but it's also what wasn't healthy. Um, it's funny that you say that because you mention this toxic relationship and this person mm-hmm. coming back, right? Oh, time and time again. If <laughs> I could only count. To be super blunt and, like, really transparent and honest... They left me 12 times, like over a dozen times, and they came back um, more times than that. And I get it. I absolutely get it. And I feel like I'm not the only woman that's going to get that or only man that's going to get that. Right. Because one, yes, they always come back. I've actually experienced that as well. And you mentioned, you know, them getting drunk and calling you to come pick them up and God, I've had that. Oh my God, have I had that? Really? Yes. It makes some great stories. <laughs> yes, and constantly, right? Like I've constantly had, um, during this time that I entertained a toxic relationship. And then of course, when you're in it, you don't know that it's toxic, right? I, right. Can, I can call it toxic now because I'm outside of this relationship. I've grieved that relationship and I've seen a relationship that... Uh, is what I want and what I'm looking forward to. So talking about, you know, them being drunk and reaching out to you, pick me up. and Or just a time of need. Right? Yes. Because I feel like that's another thing that all toxic relationships have in common. Not just passion, but... It, it's a whiplash. <laughs> it's an emotional whiplash. Yes. I mean... All toxic relationships have this, like, when I was drunk story. Right. Right? Or drunk at the bar and that, I I think it's like a a joke, probably a millennial joke, but when you get that, like, two in the morning text message of- You up? (laughs) (laughs) You up question mark or Uh, or sup question mark. Oh, I used to get the, um, 
can we talk? Oh. Oh, yeah. It was not drunk all the time. Um, sometimes it was just like an emotional need, but also, and maybe we're, I don't want to say more susceptible to toxic relationships, but both of us are huge empaths. And yes. it broke my heart knowing that this person um, felt most understood with me. Yeah. And it was hard to say no for a very, very long time. Yeah. But I feel like sometimes you just like wake up or you turn the page and you're like, I can, I don't need to feel so sorry for you anymore. Yep. And I can say no. Yep. Real quick, just to go back on like those 2 a.m. text messages. Oh yes, please. Mine was yo. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, that'll get me. Yep. Totally did. Yep, totally did, because I responded every single time. Um, um, you know what I wish I would, what I would do now, what I wish I would have done back then? And I had, speaking of the 2 a.m. text messages, I have gotten the, to, oh, this is, I, this is even better. Not only have I gotten the 2 a.m. text messages, I've gotten the um, 3, 4 in the morning co- blocked caller ID and I've also gotten the emails, <laughs> the emails, because everybody's solution was just block them, Amber, just block them. Well, I would block them, and then you can still star 67 or whatever it is. And, and they still get through. They still get through. And what I do now is I have my phone set. We're at my, like, quote-unquote bedtime. It turns on my do not disturb. And so I don't wake up if somebody calls me, unless it's somebody, like, on my list. Oh, or it's, so like, smart. twice. So I'm, like, all this time, that little tiny life hack could have saved me yeah from definitely getting woken up however I also and this is another thing about toxic toxic relationships is I think part of me loved it right part of me loved being needed and I'll you know what I'll explain to you why please or I'll explain to you at least what I figured out through Brene (laughs) (laughs) of what I figured out through therapy um, why I kept going back. Oh, please enlighten me. Cause I still don't really think I know why. I well, went back. so for me, it was a relationship that started off very normal, right? Very mm-hmm. physically attracted to each other. And then you start to flirt and hit on each other. And eventually you start talking and get to know each other. And it, and it becomes, it was rel- growing. Yeah. It yeah. grows into this relationship. Okay. That, like, mine was never like that. Mine oh, okay. Weird from the beginning. So this was for mine me. Mine was unconventional, unique, different red flags <laughs> from the start <laughs> game. So for me, it was this normal relationship to which ended uh-huh. like any other relationship. And I've mentioned this before in previous um, episodes that no one ever teaches you how to grieve a relationship. And so for me, with this relationship, it ended. Mm -hmm. um, And surprisingly enough, it actually ended um, for cultural reasons. Interesting. Right? Like I couldn't, or he and I could no longer... Let me just explain. It ended with he telling me that we could never get married because we weren't the same ethnicity. Oh. Yeah. Super interesting to me to be... I've never... I've grown up with interracial parents Mm -hmm. and interracial couples. So thinking like that's... Normal and fine. yeah, Yeah, that's okay. And so realizing that's not... That's a thing still. Which, okay, it's that's fine. But the relationship ends. No one ever taught me, 
like how to grieve a relationship. So when it ended, I thought something's wrong with me, Mm -hmm. right? Like I'm not good enough or, you know, we are growing up in a time of social media where you get to see the other men or women that they interact with and then now compare yourself, right? So unhealthy. So all of these things happen to where when they give you that 2 a.m., yo, you're like, I'm still in your thoughts. I'm like, oh my God, I am good enough. Oh yes. Like I'm, I'm like, everything's going to work out mm-hmm. because you're still thinking of me. Right. And so mm-hmm. that's at least why, or how I figured out in therapy, why I kept going back because I had this really unhealthy way of dealing with breakups of thinking I'm not good enough. So when they did come back, it validated, right? Oh. That Yeah. It validated that thought of, I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. And now, okay, I am good enough. It was like getting that hit again. Yeah. Like the hit. dopamine hit, right? Uh, right. Yeah. The little spike. Yeah. Um, so at least I know that's why I went going or why I went back. Um, but what blows my mind is not just the passion that was had in the relationship, Oof. but the consistency of the comeback, right? Like he texted me this one time at 2am. Yo. Yeah. I respond, he comes over, but it happens all the time. Yeah. It's an every weekend or every other oh, weekend. Oh, mine was like clockwork. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Our relationship cycle, it was every two weeks. And then, I'm not exaggerating. And so, by the very end of it, the last bits of it, 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 started, to, it started to slow down and kind of have bigger time periods in between of when he would reach out and things like that. Um, but I would still know after like, he was always very, um, final with his words, like, and we're never going to back together. We're going to not do this or whatever. But I would always know, Oh, you'll be back in mm, two weeks. You'll be back in a month. You'll be back in six weeks or whatever it was. Um, but I still remember the passion and feeling so all consumed and feeling so like this, I think I felt really understood and I felt really heard and I felt really seen in some moments and also had a, some of my most fun moments of my life. But on the opposite side of that, on kind of the other, other hand is it was toxic cause it was on and off and right? I mis- mistook this passion for love and yes. I remember I think if I had to pinpoint a reason why I would always let him back into my life, it was because of that passion. And it was also, I think, being needed. Yeah. Can we, can we talk about the passion for a second? Yeah. The Only sex be- was the best. <laughs> okay. So, yes. Yeah. Only because I feel like society has a play in this. In that you read these books and watch these TV shows and movies and you see these, like the two main characters, oh my gosh, just like that hair pulling, clothes ripping off, Mm -hmm. like just so invested in each other physically kind of passion, right? Right. And so I kind of think when you have that, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this is how it's supposed to be, right? Yeah. Like, this is why I keep coming back. This is why I'm fighting for this relationship mm-hmm. because of this passion. Because you grow up 
seeing this in books and movies and TV mm-hmm. and thinking this is the way it's supposed to be. This is how it could be at least. Yeah. yeah. And so when you have it, it's like, yes. Right. All yeah. the pain that comes with it emotionally is, emotionally is, yeah. is worth it because of these, yeah, these moments of passion. Yeah. So I, I always thought of it a little bit differently in my head is I, this is going to be super honest with you guys. <laughs> Is I, in my head, thought the sex validated our relationship emotionally. Oh, so I thought I thought when everything was so romantically passionate, I thought, see, we are emotionally connected. See, I am the person you want to be with. See, you do love me. See, you do want to be with me. We are compatible. We are compatible. Yes. We can make this work. Yes. We have this undeniable love. We have this undeniable passion, undeniable romance. Con- yeah, and the connection, all of yeah, it. Emotional yeah, emotional connection, everything. So I use that as proof, as evidence to say, see, you're never going to get this with anybody else. Yeah. See, you can't go find this with some girl at Senior Frogs at 2 a.m. See? Like... <laughs> Very specific. <laughs> Very specific. Hmm. Um, so I would always use that as like a reason. And I just look back at it now as I'm like, yeah, it was good sex because of probably a lot of other reasons too. I don't, I don't really know. I read something the other day and it was basically saying to stop focusing on how a man treats you in bed and start focusing on how him, how he treats you the rest of the time. Yeah. So basically saying like, don't be with the guy or don't marry the guy who you have the best sex with. Be with the guy who treats you better than all the other times. Every time outside of the bed, basically. And I think that, especially for women, is really important. Absolutely. Because I think, no no shame on men or anything, I think it's a little more black and white for them. And I think sex isn't as emotional. But for me, I know... It's not emotional. It's very emotional. Oh, no. Same. Sex is very emotional for me. Very emotional. And so I know I have to be emotionally invested in order to to really, like, get anything out of the relationship in general. And I even, like, had – have been interested in men before or a man before and not have had the sex life great. But I think they're such a great person that I'm, like, I'm willing to see where this – our emotional journey goes. Yeah. That was very vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just want to tr- trip down memory lane right. and my bed sheets. <laughs> so, I mean, we talk about uh, a commonality of toxic relationships being passion. Um, something else I know, at least for me, within my toxic relationship, um, being consistency because oh. they come back like clockwork. Um, what's something else that you think kept you coming back to toxicity? I know for at least myself, it mm-hmm. was insecurity. I think, mm-hmm. you know, being insecure, not feeling good enough, you know, having the relationship end and seeing them with someone else and comparing myself to them, right? right? Like, mm-hmm. I know that kept me coming back. I totally see you and hear you for that. And like, yep, I get it. And I think a lot of my insecurity is rooted in that relationship. However, um, I think it was the inconsistency of the consistency. 
because it was inconsistent that it was every like two weeks, but it was consistent that you would always come back. I just didn't ever really know for sure when. <clears throat> but to be honest, I think part of the reason I was always getting him back is because, or I always let him back in, is because I would maybe try to go and date or try to see other people or anything else like that. But there was nobody that I met who really trumped him, I guess, so to speak. Um, but in all honesty, I think I was just stubborn. I think I was just stubborn that I wanted to make it work and I was stubborn to think it, it was going to work and I was stubborn to think that we could want the same life. And that's right. always what, I, for me, it boils down to. Do you think as, and I mean, I don't know if men have this quality, but uh, with women, we have this like caretaker kind of want to fix it yeah. instilled in us? I think it is a little bit more ingrained. And also for me, just as like, caring person and a total empath like I did want to care for him because I feel like I could love and care for him more than anybody else in his world um but really I think it was just my stubbornness of thinking that's what I wanted and that was the type of person I wanted and that was the type of life I wanted yeah and it took me until stumbling this is like legitimately I feel like how I'm in my life how and the reason I date the men I date now is because I like basically stumbled upon a total opposite version of him. Was not attracted to this guy at first. Oh, okay, yeah. Never thought I would date him. I ended up kind of dating him, and he just changed my perspective. And so it was. It, it took like almost a sobering reality <laughs> to <laughs> to not want to go back. Yeah. So. Oh gosh, that's, that's the evolution of my dating history. Basically, was on accident. Yeah, no, and yeah. I get that, and I and I, I mean, I share in that experience in that I've had a very long history of toxic relationship, and it took me finding a partner who was no games, mm-hmm. open, honest. This is what I want. This is what it's going to be like to really like pull me out of right of this history of toxic relationships it sounds like for you it was to a sobering reality yeah absolutely because it wasn't from what it sounds like neither of us was like a slow gradual like coming to it was kind of like life hit you in the face and you're yep. like this seems right right this seems better absolutely yeah absolutely um to kind of Go back and think on, we're talking about commonalities that our toxic relationships have, right? So there's consistency and always coming back. There's mm-hmm. passion. Mistaking it for love. Mistaking it for love. Great sex. I Great, yes. <laughs> All of it. Check. Right? Check, check, check. I have to ask um, because I feel like this might be another commonality in that, and this kind of seems surface level- Okay. To to say, but, and I feel like a lot of other people might really? relate in that toxic relationships that we've had, are they not with like extremely physically attractive people? So it's so funny you bring that up because I feel like I'm going to get hate for saying this, but, um... I think he's a very, like, the relationship I'm talking about, my toxic relationship, bless his heart, he's a very good-looking man. (laughs) 
He is. I used to call him Rico Suave. He just, he's a good looking guy. And I, I just feel like he's like a lady killer. Like, and I didn't like that about him. And I really actually kind of hated it about him for a long time. But then when, when you're like the chosen one, it feels <laughs> different. I guess. Right. Which is so fucked up to say. But it's, it's the real, like, it's so real to say. And I feel like there are going to be so many other people who relate to that. Yeah. Especially me, because I dated this, or my toxic relationship was with this six foot seven European model-like athlete. Just a hunk of a man. He, like, oh my God. Right. And I thought to myself... Wait, what? I caught this? I never... See, here's the thing. As handsome as my ex was and is, I never was super attracted to him. Oh, interesting. Because of other things. Like, he wasn't my type, so to speak. Like, I was very attracted to, like, certain aspects of him and even certain features of his. Um... But it was just, it was different. I don't know. But also, I want to note something on speaking about toxic relationships, and it kind of just popped into my head. It's just because that we've had toxic relationships with toxic um, moments in our life and things like that doesn't mean that these people in and men in our instances are toxic people. No, yes. Like, oh, I don't... Great point to bring up. And I don't even know, like... Um, and I will always, I will always be the first one to say that I think, especially this past relationship of mine, I think he is such a good person and I think he has such a great heart, but I think us together was just not a match. And I think, um, I think I was to blame par- probably for our toxic relationship and, and my faults. And so I don't think he's a toxic person, but I also don't know him like that anymore. So. Same same. I kind of agree with you in the sense that it was a toxic relationship and it, a lot of my insecurities stemmed from this and it was, or even can still be not the greatest memories to look back on, but I do not blame myself or this person Mm. because I mean, knowing now what I know from going through therapy that we don't, we don't know the underlying things that bother us, right? We don't know the insecurities. We don't know. We often don't know how to communicate. And so these relationships, yes, are toxic, but no one ever taught right. this person or myself, one, how to stand up for myself or two, how to communicate what they really want. Mm-hmm. And so, right. yeah, so I Definitely, and and I will admit when when I finally came to my senses and stepped away from this relationship, I did have a lot of resentment and animosity towards uh, this person. But then now going through therapy and realizing all the things that are so uncovered in mm-hmm. each and every person, I now know like it was toxic because. He didn't know what was going on with him. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on with yeah. me. I didn't know what I wanted. He didn't know what he yeah. wanted. We didn't know how to communicate. Yeah. Like I totally it just it just happens. And yeah. so I now like wish nothing but the best from him. Toxicity aside, mm-hmm. 
great dude. Yeah. Great guy. I 100% agree everything you're saying. And I think for him, I'm like, I don't blame him for it. Because you don't know what you don't know. Yep. And for him, I think it wasn't your fault. Yeah, it wasn't. Like it really, and I know that sounds crazy. And people who know um, more personal stories or, or situations or memories or moments or whatever crap that we went through, him and I. They're like, you're, they probably would be thinking, you're crazy to say that. But I really, that's okay because yeah. they have their own experiences Ex- that, well, exactly. which is the reason why they judge or feel or think the way they do. Which also brings me to a great point of your family usually has your best interest or your friends usually has your best interest. So if they don't like who you're dating, listen up. Because I think everybody knew it was never going to work out with us, but I was so headstrong with it. Yeah. And I was just, um, wanted it so badly that I, I was like white knuckling it basically. Yeah. Um, and now I like laugh at it because I'm like, that's like not the person, the type of person I want to be with at all. The lifestyle, everything. For sure. I'm For like sure. literally have done a 180 cents. Yes. Same. So, same. Yeah. My dating <laughs> rap shoots all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> but... So many great lessons learned, so many things to be aware of, red flags, and also just going through the experience of, and also with this of, I did couples therapy with this person. Oh, interesting. Yes. And I, one of the greatest experiences, like overall of just doing it together. So I was able to really see his wounds and see why he made the decisions he did. And none of it, and he would say the same, none of it was to hurt me. Yeah. And my decisions were none of it to hurt him. Yeah. But it was just aftermath. Like, I truly feel I was just collateral damage in his life. What would you say to someone who's in a toxic relationship right now? Yeah. And who kind of has that fog, that, that cloud yeah. over them that they can't see? Great question. I actually really love this. Um, I would definitely say the first step is acceptance. Right. If you're sitting here listening, wondering... If you're in a toxic relationship, you are. You are. Yeah. yeah. If you're wondering, your that you are. Yeah. If you're sitting there wondering if you should be with that person or not, you already know. Yeah. Your gut knows. Yep. So you're questioning it for a reason. Maybe that's a little bit harsh, and I don't know, you know, your personal story or situation by situation, but but you have to be harsh. You have to be upfront because nobody else is, right? Like that's what I feel like. If I'm not gonna say, who else is? Yeah. So something I would give, or maybe a little piece of um, love and advice to somebody who's in a toxic relationship or if you are experiencing or feel like you are, is to one, realize it, and then two, sit down and think about what you want and have no boundaries with it. Have no yes. um, complete freedom. Yes. And sit down and think, what is the type of, and not person, I want them to be six foot tall and this and, and do this sport and whatever, but sit down and how do you want to feel in a relationship? Right? How do they how do you want them to treat you? How do you want to be communicated to? Yes. And then think about is am I getting this from this relationship or not? And then start placing boundaries. So maybe a boundary to you looks like um I know for me it was blocking their number. Well, they might still have access to you, they might email you. Block their email. I think you can do that. Yeah. Um turn off your do not disturb at night. That's what I did. Yep. So even though it's it's tough love. You also have to give that tough love to yourself. Absolutely. So that's what I would probably say is just recognize these boundaries. Yep. And another thing I would maybe say is there's so many good people out there. There's so many k- 
kind-hearted people who are on their healing journey who want a relationship. Yep. And you just have to be open to it. Yep. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I agree with everything you say in that you really need to sit with yourself and write a list. Really like soul search Mm-hmm. to figure out what it is you want out of a relationship. And if the relationship that you're currently in is not giving that to you, have a conversation. Have a conversation, exactly. Put up boundaries, have a conversation because you deserve that relationship that you want. Absolutely. I love that. Well, thank you for sharing space with me as always. I hope you guys took something, maybe a little laughter or you related to a part of this. Um, If you did relate to a toxic relationship or mistaking passion for love, we would love to hear it. You don't have to publicly announce it, but even if you DM us, um, send send us a DM, send us a message. Slide into them. Yeah. I'd love to hear your story. Um, I'd love to hear your point of view and You know, if you took something away from this podcast, let us know. Thank you so much. We'll talk to y'all next time.